Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. In January of this year, the HSE highlighted the impact of the pandemic on children, including increased presentations of anxiety and anorexia. And one of the hospitalizations that um, saw an increase was for eating disorders, which were up 66% compared to 2019. And BodyWise um, subsequently had issued a, sta- a, a study, a survey, which found that there was an increase in the amount of boys who were Presenting for eating disorders. Now, joining me on the line is um, Fiona Kennedy. Good morning, Fiona. Good morning, Fiona. And um, this rise in um, eating disorders among boys—were you surprised? Not at all, actually. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to come on and talk about this issue because it's so underaddressed in the world of eating disorders. Mm. Um, not at all was I surprised because I suppose when you think about the pandemic in and of itself. There was a lot of fearful energy that surrounded that, a lot of lack of control. Um, our resources were pulled from us and so on. So adolescents, um, where I primarily work in in the adolescent field, mm. a lot of their contacts um, and the things that would have, you know, I suppose nourished them on the broader sense um, were robbed from them. And so a lot of them set out to sort of, um, they put their energies into self-improvement, which was very much around dieting around, um, you know, losing some weight, becoming Mm. fitter. Um, And unfortunately for many, there was fertile ground, which needs to be present for the emergence of an eating disorder. And that existed. And then, of course, they shot up. Um, So absolutely, I would even see it within my own practice at the minute, how there's certainly a lot more young, young males presenting to me. Because I think, you know, ordinarily we associate eating disorders with women and that they affect more women than they do affect men. But like to hear that they're affecting younger males now, boys who are teenagers, it's really quite worrying. Okay, yeah, well, absolutely. And I suppose, look, statistics would show that three quarters presentation is female. Mm. But that leaves a quarter male. So you can imagine the stigma that surrounds that for young men trying to come in and access support and even for parents because parents don't associate eating disorders with with males so they're less likely to pick up on the early warning signs around Mm. their son what they might be doing the behaviors that are associated with these illnesses um so because that stigma exists i mean i've had so many people you know young men break down kind of oh my god i've got a female illness and it's not that at all and then the relief that you know they have when you when you tell them like 25 percent actually is is male presentation yeah. And they're just, they, does that give them, 
you know, like that, that, that they're not alone then, that they, they know that it's not just something that affects women, that it is affecting men. So it's important to get the, this, this message out there today. It's absolutely crucial that we get this message out there. I suppose one of the things is, I suppose one of the most known illnesses around eating disorders is anorexia. And mm. and that's very much, you know, female orientated. But I'm seeing a lot more males present with, with anorexia. And so around anorexia, what we've got there is we've got a need for control and a need for stability. So if you have a young man who has, you know, maybe a history of trauma and, and just to say what we know about trauma, Fiona, is that before we thought that was an experience or an event, it's not. It's how we experience an event. So where mm. you and I may have a similar experience, how I navigate that and how you navigate it could be very different. So you may be absolutely fine and kind of move on through the experience, whereas it could really, really impact me. And so if that's that the emotional um you know, upheaval remains unprocessed, then what will happen for me is I'll carry that forward. And I think what I think it's actually Terry um that talks about a freezer um, analogy where, mm. you know, if we have unprocessed trauma, we put the, the feelings and the emotions away because they're too much for us. We fear overwhelm or if we can't deal with them. And so we stuff them into their internal freezer. But then something else happens and, you know, we, we stuff them in as well. But there's only so much you can put into a freezer before it goes into meltdown. And that's kind of what we call fertile ground then for an eating disorder because it's the unprocessed stuff where we need to now have control over our lives. I can't control all that's happening here, like, you know, instance of illness or, or grief or I can't control that stuff. But what I can control is my eating and, and what I put into my body and how much I exercise. And that gives me strength and a sense of stability. And that's very, very common um, for young men. Um, the other, yeah, the other side of that then, just to say, I suppose, is that the muscle dysmorphia, which is often considered reverse anorexia, which is more commonly presenting with males, young males, is where you will see young men trying to bulk up. And mm. um, so, where somebody with an um, anorexia will see themselves as being bigger than they are, somebody with muscle dysmorphia will see themselves as being smaller than they are. So young men will really strive to, you know, they will take steroids, they will be in the gym, they'll be overdoing the, you know, really high level of protein diet, really unhealthy behaviours in order to bulk up. Um, and usually what's underpinning that then is that, you know, quite commonly what's underpinning that is bullying or abuse. Whereas if I, you know, make myself really strong in the world, then I, I feel that I'm untouchable. Um, but underneath, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling quite fragile. Fiona, if somebody suspects that their friend or a family member has an eating disorder, obviously f- to approach anybody about this is, is a very sensitive topic and mm. you have to be really mindful of, of their mental health when you do approach them. Is it, mm-hmm. when you're approaching a male about it, is it, is it different because they, they may see it as a female disease? You know what, it is and it isn't. I mean, if you're armed with the, the awareness that this is not a female disease you know mm. that there's quite you know quarter presentation is male that can really help bring somebody's um shame it's actually shame that they experience around having this illness down mm. and makes them more open to you know hearing the options that's available to them um i always say be as direct but as compassionate and as supportive as possible so just naming your concern the problem with eating disorders is they're helpful before they're harmful and that's why they take hold so quickly. So I always say it's very easy to get an eating disorder, but it's very difficult to recover from one. Um, because in the early stages, the, the behaviours align with what we want. So if I want to feel better about myself, if I have low self-esteem, if I 
don't feel that I'm good enough. And I start to, you know, engage in in behaviours that suddenly give me a sense of achievement and a sense of control. And now my peers are looking at me and they're giving me um, compliments and I'm feeling good enough. Then I'm going to keep those behaviours going because I'm feel they feel I feel really good in the world, and that might be the first time that I actually feel really accepted and really seen in a positive light. So in the initial stages, the behaviours align with the ego, what the ego wants. Um, the problem is then if everybody's seeing me this way and I'm getting, I need to keep this going. So we don't, there's no clear line in the sand when this becomes, moves from helpful to harmful. Mm. And by the time it's acknowledged, it's like two to three years um, is the estimated time before people present for, for help. Um, at that stage, it's like it has really taken hold and the, the behaviours are compulsive, they're obsessive. A person's life has taken over, their mental health declines, their physical well-being declines. So, and the other thing I suppose to note about an eating disorder, Fiona, is that these are multifaceted illnesses. If I could do one thing about this, I would change the name eating disorder because I think it gives such a misconcept of what these illnesses are about. These are mm-hmm. multifaceted. They're psychological, they're emotional, they're spiritual, they're behavioral and they're medical. There's all aspects of the person is is affected by these. And so yeah. for for recovery to happen, all those areas need to be supported. So we need to kind of really change the narrative around it then. Yeah, especially, you know, I suppose I work a lot with parents and it's like it's all about food. But, you know, if he's eating and, and if we can get them to eat or if we can get them to stop eating or if we just get them to stop mm. getting sick, or, that's the behaviour. It's like, for me, I said that that's what you see, but it's actually what's the underlying issues? Why does it make sense for your son or your daughter to starve themselves? Why does it make sense for your son or daughter to spend hours in the gym trying to bulk up? What is going on that they need to be doing this? And, you know, the underlying issues will dictate the type of eating disorder that presents into that presents for the person. Mm. Um, and so for me, it's always like the meaning making, finding out what's going on underneath that so that we can resolve it because nobody will ever you know, give up an eating disorder. You have to let it go once enough of a sense of self is built and you feel self-supported enough in the world to move out of these behaviours and on into life. And Fiona Kennedy, you are an adult and adolescent psychotherapist with a special interest in eating disorders. And if anyone is listening to this um, conversation this morning and has any queries or any kind of concerns, where would you advise them to go to for, for information or support? Yeah, there's loads of stuff on the internet. Bodywise have a really good um, website and they give lots of, of information. And that's the one thing I would say. If, you know, if you're concerned, especially I suppose I'd reach out to parents in this, you know, sometimes what happens is like, you know, we have an instinct around our children. So we know something's wrong. There's a little niggling voice. But because eating disorders, they can be passed off as like fads or, you know, um, a stage of picky eating or whatever. Mm. We kind of can dismiss it. Whereas if you feel, become a bit more vigilant, become noticeable and don't dismiss it as, as, as being irrelevant, then go on and try and find all the information that you can before you address the issue with your, your son, your daughter, your loved one, if it's an adult, be armed with information so that when you say, look, I'm aware that, you know, I, I see that you've really cut back or you're avoiding meals or I see, mm. you know, that um, I'd, I'd sort of avoid conversations around weight loss because that can really ignite the the achievement scenario. So it's like, oh God, I'm being seen to lose weight. This is great. So it's like, I see your mood has dropped. Um, you know, I see you've been unwell. I see just overall, I see such a change in you. I'm really concerned about that. And I've been looking up this and it, it you know, 
this website tells me a lot of what I see. So I just want you to know I'm really concerned. So not in, in a threatening way, you're first of all naming your concerns yeah. um, so that the conversation can be opened up, you know, um, because, you know, as I said, at, at the stage when somebody comes forward and says, you know, it, it's much better if somebody comes forward and says, I'm in trouble with this. But a lot of the time it'll be parents or loved ones that'll actually come and say, look, I, I'm worried about you. But at that stage, the person might not be in a place to hear that just yet because they're still either still attached to the egocentric features, yeah. the, the, the behaviours that were, um, you know, giving them the, the helpful aspects in their life, if you like. And they're either at that stage or they're chasing them. So it's like it worked once, it'll work again, you know. Okay. Um, so it's it's to be really sensitive in your approach, but really, you know, well versed in eating disorders and a good as, as a good understanding as you can get before you have those conversations. Okay, Fiona Kennedy, thank you very much for joining us on the Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Cork's 96FM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.